Now, you know how old he is? Take a guess. I want to see a guess. Oh! I love asking this question. Don't don't say something. Whatever. Twenty six. Ooh, that's close. That's close. I'm twenty eight. That's close. Okay. That's close. That was good. Like, usually, someone, usually, usually people say like twenty. I'm going to give you. I'm no, gonna, there's something about you that's a little bit more seasoned. There's something about someone after the age of 25 that like, mm. and it's not wrinkles or anything. It's just like I'm grown. I drink coffee now. Like you know that that. I do I do drink coffee now? But good works. Don't don't let that fool you. Zach, Zach's the oldest 28 year old you'll probably ever meet. Yeah, I'm a little bit of an old soul. Also, I could tell. I could tell he has old. Soul. He is. A, soul. He probably like. If waking up in the morning Stop. and reading a newspaper was still a thing, Stop. that would be in his... Does he wake up naturally early in the morning? He's a morning person. I went on vacation with him before. Like, and, my and, body wakes up at 5.45. Like, what's that? Why? I don't know. It just does. Why? It doesn't mean like I don't go back to sleep. It just wakes up at like 5.45. That's I'm like, my mom. Oh. My mom's like... I'm and like, then she's like, Mira! Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nobody else Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Winners Podcast. My name is Shannon, and I'm joined today by my lovely co-host, Zach Cameron. You love using the lovely thing. Lovely. Huh? I appreciate it. Hey. Thank you. I appreciate you. You're so funny, dude. <laughs> Before we start, though, I'm excited. Today, I have a special guest, one that I haven't seen in years, actually. Uh, we grew up together, pretty much. We went to the same church as youngsters, and then life happens, and she moved to the West Coast, which is fun, <laughs> but she's here now. She came to visit. She's in Western Mass. My good friend, Carla. I knew her as Carla Santiago. Is that still your last name? It's still my last name. Oh, my goodness. Puerto Rican women don't change their last name. They add. They, they add to the good stuff already. It's already good. Yeah, you got to make good. it a little better. Love that. But thank you so much for being here. Thank you. This is fun. I'm excited. How does it feel to be back in Western Mass? I love it. You know, um... I do this thing where I believe like time, you know, the past, future, and present is all at the same time. So I like drive by places where I grew up and I'm like, I say, hey, little Carla, like I know you're out there in some, you know, timeline. And it's actually very healing. That's yeah. awesome. That's cool. That's where cool. have you been so far that, um, that's been the most nostalgic, like in the well, area? Where we. Where we, you know, the, the, the church, old stopping grounds, the old stopping grounds, the church, um, the quadrangle, because that's where I spent a lot of my time. Um, took my kids there, uh, just up and down State Street, um, Red Rose Pizza, Pizzeria, like that whole area. That's yeah, cool. the downtown. Yeah. It looks yeah. nice now. Yeah, compared to what it was. I was like, wow, look at Springfield. Got a nice little casino there. Got yeah. some lights at night. I don't know mm -hmm. if you've been there at night. Yes, I have. I have. It's nice. It's nice. Then they downtown, they upgrade I, a little for bit. Sure. Um, I, I was here in October, last October, and I went karaoke at, I forgot the name because I'm trash at names, but um, it was in the little downtown. Yeah, yeah. It was probably Theodore's or no, uh, no. Uh, Mexican. It's, it's, it's Delray. Uh, yes. Delray. Yes. Taqueria. Is that like on State Street? I don't know. Never been. I think so. I've heard things oh, about you it. You should go. It was so much fun. I, I made I'm friends with a DJ. I've been texting him back and forth all year long. Nice. Oh, wow, that's cool. He, nice. he tells me when he's playing. I'm like, I'm not there, but cool. <laughs> <laughs> so next time I'm there. Carla, <laughs> tell us a little bit about what you do. What do I do? So um, I, I do many things. I wear many hats. I am a mother of three. So first and 
foremost. That's what I am. But I also run a community in Hollywood called the Coffee Exchange. It's a network of BIPOC executives, agents, and managers in Hollywood. Um, and it's a, how do you say this? We're, I believe change in representation in media will happen the moment we're accountable for each other's success. And so through this community, we are vulnerable with each other, ask for help with each other, um, and spiritually uplift each other. We're not any denomination. There's Christians, there's Baha'is, there's Muslims, there's a little bit of everyone, even atheists. And we just gather together and we support each other um, spiritually, but also like work-wise, right? Like if I have a project, can you check out my script? Can you help my client? Um, that's that's what we do. So that's that's a major part of my life, the, the coffee exchange. But then um, I recently left Netflix and I was running community at Netflix um, for the Latinx community, which I loved. Um, and naturally I got that job because of the community work that I was already doing. Um, but I do a lot of business development partnerships and um, I'm about to launch an agency called A Story, which I, it's actually a relaunch. And basically um, what I do is a point of, I'm calling it a point of connection agency because what I do is I'm like obsessively obsessed with networking people. Basically I'm obsessed with connecting dots. So whether it's business partnerships or um, networking people, that's what I do. It's put the right people in the right room. So, which is technically business development. Yeah, yeah. Long story short. No, no, and it is. I think that's that's one piece of... um, of the business world, entrepreneur world that a lot of people kind of take for granted or take lightly. And a lot of people don't realize until they do it, how big networking is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of good things come from that. Just from sitting down and talking to someone, once you, you know, get to the small talk, you find a little point of, of, you know, that you guys are on common ground, then. Yeah. Then the, then you can start building a relationship off of that. Exactly. Right? What's the saying? Um, Thing. you uh it's not about what you know it's about who you know kind of thing right? absolutely in yeah. fact so let important. me tell you something i came out to la in 2008 for a job i never cared about la but the job was in la so i went out to the job out there and um for passenger uh in 2008 the market crashed i ended up staying i didn't get a job until 2011. wow i hustled consulted did all the things i changed my name to carla smith on my resume I took the Harvard out. I did all the things. I could not get a job. And it was because I'm not part of the tribe. Mm. LA is very much like Hollywood wow. is very much who you know. Not your experience, not not even how good you are at your job. It's who you know, which is why the coffee exchange is so important because the few people of color in the system have to be supportive of each other because that's the only way we're gonna stay there and be able to create our own stories. So absolutely, and networking is what got me. So the job from 2008, it was my friend um, Jason Matthews who then got me the job at Equal in 2011. It was through him. It's through your network that you grow and also how you learn, right? Yeah, that's that's that's, that's that huge yeah. because the West Coast living ain't cheap. Nope. So you are hustling. Listen, I mean, <laughs> I was working at my friend's carpet store. I was working at a cigar shop. And you know wow. what? I think like... I'm a spiritual person and I think like God did that whole process to humble me significantly. But I also got to learn the value of just like working hard. There's like, it doesn't matter what you do. Just, you know, you have to do what you got to do. 100%. I can't even fathom the idea of, so, so 2008, uh, 
you're in between jobs. Uh-huh. That day one of like not going to work, what did that feel like? What did that look like? Ooh, I'm going to tell you because oh it was gosh. Halloween <laughs> and I lived in West Hollywood, which I love West Hollywood. And it was Halloween. And back in the day, like up until like before COVID, um, West Hollywood had the biggest Halloween parade. Like everybody got costumes and got dressed up. And so like you're talking about thousands and thousands upon thousands all lined up in the middle of like on in Santa Monica Boulevard. Everything was shut down in the city and people were walking back and forth. And I was like a zombie. I was like, huh? Like, That's crazy. I had a six-figure salary and expensive, you know, expensive, anything is expensive in Los Angeles. I was like, how am I going to pay my rent? How am I, what, what am I going to do? Like, what happens now? And I just remember being a zombie and everyone's like, ah, happy Halloween and doing all these crazy things that I was just like, huh? Yeah, <laughs> that's, like a, that's a scary feeling. I remember during COVID, I was furloughed for like six weeks, and I felt like that was an eternity. So I couldn't imagine like being. Well, how, many, how many years was it that you were from two thousand eight to two thousand eleven? So two thousand eight to two thousand eleven. Three, three years. Three years. That's like six weeks. Oh, three years. That's like. Listen, I flew to Romania because super brands in Romania wanted to give me a job, and I was like, I guess I'll take this. Wow. Like, um, but it was really, really hard. I did a lot of consulting jobs that I never got paid for. Wow. Um, which was rough. I uh, got taken advantage of a lot because that's typical LA where people make you promises and that they don't keep. Um, but it was a great lesson. It was a great lesson. I mean, that's that's huge. I mean, I, I don't think, and I'm sure people listening are probably like, but really three years of like no like stable income I mean, now we're what twenty 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 three. Was the what's this? Uh, twelve years later, so twelve years has passed. Uh, you're on your feet. You're doing well. What have you learned from that? From that small like those three years of like grinding Grind. and just like getting after it. I mean, a wealth of knowledge. First of all, it still goes back to your community. Um, Prior to losing my job, my community, my first community in LA, and still to this day, is the Ahmadi family. Um, they're a family that came from Afghanistan, and they own a cigar shop, which is how I. They own a cigar. Sh- they own several properties and, and businesses in LA. And I met them first at the cigar shop. I met the brother Taz, and then Zubair and um, Zora down the line. These are literally Zubair and Zora. One of my best friends, like lifelong friends, lifelong, 14 years, but whatever. Um, Taz lifelong. Long. <laughs> when I walked in, I was like, Taz, like, I lost my job. He's like, say less, like, you can work here. And he paid me, um, and I, I just worked at a cigar shop. at the, And then I helped them out in the carpet, carpet store. Like, they really helped me. Um, I that's That was my network. Uh, if they didn't do that. I would have had to leave. Like I wouldn't. I. I. It would. I wouldn't have stayed. Yeah. Leave it at that. Yeah. I mean that. That's huge, man. That shows the power of of community and mm-hmm. and and getting to know people around you. Um. A lot of times we get stuck in like our day to day. Like we're in our minds. Like oh, I gotta send this email later. I gotta this to do list, and we forget. Uh, how big it is to just sit down and talk to somebody. A lot of times, I just go to the coffee shop and I'll run into someone I haven't run into in a long time. Well, I got some time to kill. Let me sit down and just conversation, just chat. It, it could be someone that I've known for years. It can be someone that I went to high school with, I haven't met in a long time. But those little, those little chit chats. Who knows what what can be birthed from that? And what's important is for it not to be transactional. So something you'll learn quickly in LA is um, a lot of relationships are built off transactions. 
um, or how like what can I get out of you, right? And I learned that right away when the first job I had working at Passenger, we did like some of the, it, we created private online communities for Fortune 500 companies. And some of those communities were like media-based, like NBC, ABC. And so all of a sudden, someone will hear you say that and they'll be like, oh, let's be, and they, like they think I could get them an acting gig. <laughs> it was a community, like, honey, I can't, I can't, I'm not a casting director. But just simply because I dropped those names, all of a sudden they became interested in me. But then you see the same thing, like people will be interested in you for where you are at. So imagine me working at the cigar shop. Some people didn't fuck with me because they were like, oh, whatever. Cigar she does. It. She has no, no connections. And then little did they know over the years the level of the network that I would garner, you know. And if you, if you pushed me off to the side in like 2009, you missed because the people that I came into contact and actually in the coffee exchange, I have two communities. So I have the older like agents, executives, and then I, we have a younger cohort with assistants and coordinators in Hollywood. Now, these are the people who are sitting at the desk of a president, you know, at Netflix or ABC, whatever. Um, and it's important to know because those are going to be that's going to be future Hollywood. That's young Hollywood. And you don't dismiss them. You want to encourage them. Um, and it goes back to my experience of like, if you didn't interact with me because you couldn't get anything out of me, you missed out, mm -hmm. you know? So that's why it's not, long, long story short, again, it's important to not be transactional when you meet and connect with people. It's to be real. Yeah. You, met, she, you mentioned something about, excuse me, about like the young generation in that cohort, like mm -hmm. not dismissing them, but I feel like a lot of times in what I do specifically in work, like people dismiss me because I'm young or like I don't have the knowledge or the experience of like someone that's been in the business for 10 years, but I may see something differently than someone that's been in the business for 25 years, right? Someone that's been in the business 25 years, they think that Facebook and social media is like uh -huh. a terrible yes. idea. Yeah. But but I'm like, that's the way of the future. That's, if you wanna hit Gen Z, millennials, that's the way to do it, right? Listen. So like just having those conversations is like- Being able just, to adapt. Exactly, exactly. What yeah. were you gonna say? We, we um, just to, uh, I have to set up, you. Talking to you, I remember my, I remind myself that I have to do another one. We did a um, collab with Saban Music Latin. They represent like Don Omar. Um, I can't think of their roster right now, but they have a, a, an awesome roster of um, Latin artists. And we brought all the the like you know young agents, junior agents, coordinators, and whatnot. It was a great night. Um, and you know that's when I heard about oh you guys should check out this um, artist named Mocha or you should check out this other artist and like people were starting to talk about Peso Pluma. I'm 43 years old with three kids. I don't have time to check out what's new and, and be on trend. But being around younger people, that's where yeah. I'm like what 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 what's hot? Oh okay, download this app, do this, and I'm like okay. You learn you yeah. learn through that. You know what I mean? Just yeah. being around having those conversations. One of my uh, one of my favorite gospel singers, Kirk Franklin. Everyone knows Kirk Franklin. Uh, someone asked him, like he's been at the top of like gospel For since like ever his whole career, yes. yeah. <laughs> over twenty years. And someone asked him like recently, like like every time you come up with stuff that's like it's current, like it's 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 relatable. And he was like, I just keep young people around me. Yeah, he was absolutely. like, he was like, I've gotten to an age where I know that I don't have all the answers. That like, my time was was back in the day we're we're hitting, hitting those funky stuff, but now he's like. I gotta trust the young, the young, yeah. the young kids. Like, there's so much technology out there, and I'm like, it's people that can adapt that way and be like, and can say like, I've done this for so long this way, but if you can sit back and understand, like, I have to like adjust to like to grow. 
And that's that's mm. that's so Key. big. That creates longevity Key. in anything you do, right? Key. Yeah. And it's, it's that thing, like you always have to stay learning because if you don't if you don't learn, you're not gonna grow. But if you can also like be introspective and be like, Man, I don't got it all figured out, man. Let me go talk to one of these young kids and learn about the word riz. And all this, whatever and the cap, all, oh, yeah. all these young kids are saying. <laughs> my son's fourteen. I'd be, be saying all these these words to him. I say it on purpose. I know how to use it. I just say it on purpose just to be that weird dad. Well, you got that Riz son. He was like, ah, oh, it's cringe, man. <laughs> <laughs> Once exactly. you say it, stops being yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Like that's so mid. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Over. <laughs> he has his friends over sometimes. I, I just say all the words. I'm like, you guys doing some cringy activities? <laughs> this is weird stuff like that. Oh um, my gosh. No man, but you hit on some some big topics. I I think people take networking so lightly. Um, what would you say would be kind of like some tips for someone that could be one either an introvert uh, or two someone that just doesn't know where to start? Like, how would you how would you like? And I don't know. Maybe you don't have the answer because you're very extroverted person <laughs> uh, but like how like what do you say someone's like hey find a community it's like where do you find a community so here's the thing you um you don't have to be an extrovert to network um and i don't even like the word let's call it build community right like how do you build community for something that you're passionate about right so for instance um podcasting photography those are things you're passionate about Start with the people around you and be like, hey, do you know anyone else who's into photography? Um, Let people know, hey, I'm open to meeting new people. I think a lot of people are not open to meeting new people or they do this thing where it's like, oh, well, that person has nothing to give me that I want. So I don't want to meet them. Transactional. Very transactional. The other thing is I'm going to I'm going to tell you this. This is really interesting. Um, It was 2008. I just moved out to L.A. and. I kept meeting people that were very transactional. There was this girl who was like, oh, let's, that I worked with, she's like, oh, let's go to the beach. I put on my bathing suit. Saturday, I was waiting and waiting. That woman never showed up. And her excuse was she got high, which is very typical. So I was like, are you kidding me? And I just sat there with a bikini just waiting for her to pick me up. And what I realized is like, okay, in LA, people are transactional. They're waiting for the best thing. So like, oh, you you know, hang out with Carla. Well, there's this other person I want to, I'd rather hang out with them. Okay. So now my mommy brain kicked in. I don't remember where I was going with this, but um, what were we talking? About? <laughs> I'm telling you, I have three kids. Transactional, being transactional, being transactional. Okay, so one of the things I tell people is, um, oh, so that night I was like, I'm done with this God. Um, I was talking to the universe because I was kind of going through this like atheist, but spiritual, like I was going through a phase, right? And I was like, I'm done with this. And I remember taking this positive psychology class where the where, where um, Ben Shahar he said, you know, if you want to meet people, just put your energy out there. Just like say, I'm, I tell the universe, like put that like message out there that you want to connect. And I said, I want a friend or a lover or someone, but someone real, right? I don't want any of this transactional shit. And I went to bed. Woke up the next day, I went to the Grove for lunch, and I was like, putting my energy out there, like smiling, talking to everyone, nothing. Went again at night after work, and um, Eddie Murphy was filming a movie, and I was like, oh, this is so cool. I called my mom, this is the first time, so I'm like, wow. Um, And this guy comes up to me, he starts talking to me, and I thought he was gay. And I'm like, oh, look, a new gay friend. I lived in West Hollywood, so I'm like, oh, we can throw down. And he's like, oh, let's, you know, let's go out dancing salsa, whatever. Long story short, it was my husband. I like it was just a natural thing. Like we were, we became friends, 
Um, but I put that energy out there. Mm. And so the same thing, you want to network, you want to meet people, like start telling people like, oh, I'm really hyped up about like what I'm working on. You will draw those people to you. The universe will bring you those people. But you have to put it out there. And sometimes we don't speak our truth about what we really want to work on or what who we really are. And that actually closes those doors for the, those people to come to us. Wait, say that part one. That was, that was good. good. Say that, that again. So say that good. Again. Now that you made me nervous. I forgot what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy brain. <laughs> you have to be authentic. Be your true authentic self. So that means like, if I want to work on community and I want to launch this, like I'm launching this agency, I got to speak it out and I can't be embarrassed. And if someone says like, oh, you can't do that, whatever, like who cares? Speak your truth, even if your own family is not with it, because eventually the right people are going to hear it and they're going to come to you. The universe will bring you those people. But then like on top of the universe, you have to make some effort. Go to meetup.com. Go to go on Instagram. Go on TikTok. See where people are gathering. Go on Discord, um, Reddit. Where are people, like-minded people gathering? And then reach out and say, let's have a coffee. So the reason the coffee exchange is called the coffee exchange is because in Hollywood, when you want to meet with someone, but you don't want to commit to a lunch or a dinner, you say, let's grab a coffee, right? So you can exchange your information and see like, okay, how can we work together? That's what you do. Say, can I, let, let's go grab a coffee at Good Works. Like, uh, I just want to get to know you. And you'd be surprised. Sometimes, like, someone doesn't have the resume you think that's going to help you out. But down the line, or they have a cousin, or you, you have no idea who people are connected to. And so you just connect out of pure, like, wanting to connect with another human being. And you're going to see everything's going to work out for you. Yeah, man, that, uh, you get some, you get some good nuggets, some good stuff there. Uh, it 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 leads me to putting the good stuff out there, um, talking to people, communicating with people. Um, you mentioned one thing I love about the there's a stark difference between like East Coast and West Coast. We're all I'll, I'll say it again. We are ten years behind. Yeah, everything. Always on the east side. I feel like I'm not, I'm not east. Okay, coast. I explain. say Western Mass. Okay. I feel like <laughs> I feel like we're always ten years behind. I feel everything. like the the general like bubble of Western Mass is like outdated compared to like the world or yeah. even the west coast well, like but that makes sense because like places like la and new york you're bringing in international people you're bringing in folks who are coming up with different ideas so even if in la you might someone from wisconsin might move to la they're bringing in a different perspective so now you have all these different perspectives talking and new things come up you know abound yeah so that's I get that's that. fair. yeah like i, I i've fair. always noticed like like apps like apps Obviously, they 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 like release in the bigger cities, like. But like, I feel like in the West Coast, they're adapting like this new technology, this new way of thinking, a, a lot faster than we would over here in the West Coast. Like uh, an example that I use is like when Twitter first came out. First, like Twitter first came out, you know, a lot of college students were using it, whatever. But then I feel like Twitter and social media really took off in the West Coast a lot faster than it did over here. Like specifically twitter like you'd find someone west coast like oh yeah i'm on twitter and people are building community and talking over there over here and people were just using facebook like MySpace. facebook was like or myspace was like the the, the main thing. and what i'm saying is people i feel like people in western mass the general consensus of people aren't utilizing the tools or the resources available because they don't know of them they don't know 
they don't know that there's an like I just found out about an app that I call it the Airbnb of parking spots. So all it is, let's say you have an extra spot in your driveway and you know there's an event coming. Someone can go on the app and pay you to park in your spot in your driveway. I didn't know that. Did you know that? I did. I don't remember the name, but it's also because um, I read a lot of like, um, like I used to read a lot of TechCrunch, Cassandra Daly. It's being informed, but that was also part of my job. So that's that's also why, like when when your job is media or your job is entertainment. So the reason I followed a lot of TechCrunch is because back in 2011, I had these influencers you know, they were like, oh, these YouTubers are coming about and we need to make money for them. So we made like these websites for them through this company that I worked at called Equal. And then Jennifer Lopez got a website with us and Lauren Conrad. And I was in charge of um, and Alicia Silverstone uh, making money off of it. Right. So you ca- I can't go to Coca-Cola because I'd be like, oh, I have these people. They weren't even called influencers at the time. I can't be like, hey, Coca-Cola, give me some money to be on JLo's website and we'll do a sponsored Facebook and a sponsored tweet for you. That was like, no one knew what the fuck I was talking about at the time. So I would go to TechCrunch and be like, hey, Poshmark, hey, Airbnb, hey, Instacart, before they were all oh, Airbnb thanks. and Instacart. And I would literally be talking directly to the CMO because it was like a startup. And they'd be like, okay, I got $10,000, but you got to show me what I can get for $10,000. Instacart, they paid me $25,000. Was it $25,000 for laurenconrad.com and and something on, on her um, Facebook? And they got like 5,000 signups in Santa Monica. Like that was their goal. Well, the point is like I had to be informed about the latest technology because that was the way I was making my bread and butter. Yeah. So like, yeah. Who in Western so you have to be in the know. That. Yeah, you have to be in the yeah. know. That, and that's, 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 that's huge. That changed my perspective. I love the take sure. because she's in the West Coast. Yeah, so I, I feel like I had to bring it up because <laughs> yeah. we got some West Coast action here. She's from the West Coast, but she's really from she's really from the East Coast. I, I'm Springfield through and through. She's Springfield in the heart. She got that hood in her. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Carla's mentioning some huge companies: Netflix, Coca Cola, amongst others. Don't get it twisted. Carla has a crazy resume. She's a Harvard graduate, a UMass graduate, among (laughs) other things. Let's talk about it. Harvard. How was that? Um, Okay. Harvard's crazy. That's, yeah. To me, Harvard, it's a great brand, right? And I think as a woman of color, it has helped me um, and sometimes hurt me. It helped me in the sense that people took me more seriously. They were like, oh. Credibility. So she, yeah, credibility, um, which is re- it's what you need when you're a person of color. I'm sorry, it is what it is. It, yeah. it sucks. Um, but sometimes it would hurt me because they'd be like, some, I'd meet people and they would just want to focus on how the fuck. Like, oh, how, like, how, are, you, are you really smart? And like, I, I had one woman say to me, this white woman, I mispronounced something. Bitch, I talk like English is my second language. Like I talk five languages. Like get the fuck out of here. I mispronounced something, and she's like, "Oh, but did you go to Harvard?" I'm like, "Oh, I hate that so much. Up. That's terrible. Shut the fuck up. That's oh terrible, yo. Goodness. That's crazy. Like, please. So I think it's great, but to be honest with you, um, I forgot his name. Jack Welch was a famous CEO and uh, GM. He came from UMass Amherst. Um, it's not. Harvard gives you a lot of access to people, um, but who you are is who you are. So it doesn't matter how, like, you can find the access, especially nowadays with the internet and whatnot. Like, you can make a way for yourself. Um, but it's 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 it has been helpful. I'm not gonna lie to you. It made you know. Yeah, I, I, I've my stance on college is like college is there for the people that need it. Like, I, I, like 
if you're going to be a doctor, like college is needed. I don't think it's needed for everything. But one thing that that I I, I never I never graduated, but I went to college. I went. I did a solid two and a half years before I was like, I'm tired of this. But one of the things that I still hold on to are the people that I met in college. Your network. Your network. So Harvard Business School doesn't release. I didn't go to Harvard Business School, by the way. Don't. Um, they don't release your grades because it's not about your fucking grades. You, it's get, about the you go there to network. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Every time I run into someone, like, like, yeah, this dude I went to college with is in Houston, and we're gonna connect. I'm like, that's dope. Like the fact that you can be here and you're still connected via social media with someone, and you'd be like, yeah, I got this person over there. I'm gonna fly over there to work on some stuff. And you meet up and you have someone that you know in there. But that goes back to community. And so yeah, one thing that huge. Harvard is really, and I worked at the Harvard Alum- Alumni Association, which I love, I love, I love that job. Um, they would have all the classes meet and have reunions um, to maintain that network. Right? HBCUs do a great job at this. When you maintain your network, that community, that's where your opportunities come from. And you have no idea. The majority of people out there making it, it's because of that same community. Yeah, that that's huge, man. I love the idea of the coffee exchange. Um, how, how would someone get involved or connected if they're in the area, if they're not in the area? So when I have events, like, it's a free-for-all. I do have curated events where it's like, you're not if I if I don't want you there, you're not gonna be there. <laughs> and there's a reason for that, right? Um, like I recently had one at my mentor's um, law firm. Shout out to Stephen Barnes. Um, we but we only invited about twenty people, and the reason for that is like it's really hard for someone to be vulnerable, especially at that high level. You know, if you're an, an executive, you're not gonna be vulnerable in a group of a hundred, right? Yeah. yeah. So when when it's a group of twenty and you you get to know each other then you can say yeah i need help with xyz or i'm thinking about leaving my job you're not going to go say that in front of a bigger group so i do have those smaller cohorts but then we do other larger events where you see me going around like pulling people and being like oh shit and you need to meet this person you need you guys need to talk and you need to have a coffee um yeah we do that um monthly obviously working on netflix it was hard to do that um, but I would invite people to my Netflix events and then network them. But it's it's um, we're going to be kicking it off more uh, for the younger cohort and the older cohort. And then like the sm- smaller, like more dynamic, um, awesome. intimate Super gatherings. Cool. How can people get involved with the, like, can, is there like a social media page or email list? So we list? do have a social media page. It's at Coffee Exchange on Instagram. And if you visit it, you're going to be like, what? It's all like young Pueblo type of quotes. It's very spiritual. Um and I'm going to get to the reason for that. But um, we, you know, it's through, at first I had an app and I was inviting everyone. But then because it's Hollywood, you get a lot of people who are just like transactional. They're like, oh shit, a community of like managers and agents, like read my script, do this. Yeah. And, it, and then I was hosting clubhouses during um, the lockdown and I would get people coming in. And then I get a lot of like white women that would come in. Remember, coffee exchange is BIPOC only. Um, and because they are, they don't have that fear of asking for help that our communities have. Um, they would come into Clubhouse and be like, "Can you read my script? Can you do this? Can you do this for me?" And then like all our people would be like quiet and wouldn't raise their hand and talk. So I had to be a little bit more intentional about that. So now it's like it's like, "Hey Carla, can I invite so and so?" So it's like if you know someone within the community, if you know me, hit me up. I'll make sure you get invited to one of our events. Um, but before it was like a free for all, but that's not, that's not, um, that's not why you created it. No, yeah, no, yeah. Cool. man. I love, I love that. It's, that it's, it's BIPOC only because 
nowadays representation's huge, man. And we're, we're seeing it. We're seeing it like in, in in these films, like Black Panther always gets you know the highlight because it's Blue all Black. Beetle cat. that's coming out. Yeah. Shout out. Oh, I I just saw the, the trailer. Looks fantastic. I, I saw yes. the thing. I, I see what it's about. Yeah, it's the the main character of the movie is a kid from uh, Cobra Kai. The main character in Cobra okay, Kai. Okay, that's pretty yeah. cool. And the director. I think it's Angel Manuel Soto, and I believe he's Puerto Rican, and I should know because it's That's my friend's awesome. client. But Super yeah, cool. even go like, watch Blue Beetle because yeah. the more we show up to the theaters to watch our films, yes. the more they'll be made. Yeah, right. Yeah, like we saw with the first Black Panther, people yeah, showed, out. showed people, out. Even like even some people were like, I didn't like the the movie, but like we we're still there. Well, that's good. Uh, you see, the new Black Panther had some representation of the of the Mexican Chinook. community, the the, yeah. the 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 Latino, the Latinx. Did I say that right? Listen, we're Latinx. all still trying to figure that out. <laughs> there's so, there's, there are, what did you say? Latinx. Latinx. Yeah. Huh. All that stuff. But we're starting to see all these movies with representation. Transformers. Have yeah. a boy from... Anthony um, Ramos. Yeah. I don't know his name. I don't know. He's I, a huge movie guy. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know movies. names. Flaming Hot. Yeah. Flaming Hot. That's on Hulu. It's actually... I haven't seen it. About a Cheetos. really good film that didn't get enough love is the Righteous... Guy, right? Righteous, Yeah. The Cheetos Guy. Righteous Thieves. Um, it's you can probably get it on Amazon. It was released through Lionsgate. Very good film, all Latino cast. Um, my friend um, was a producer on it, and what I love about it is that it's an all Latino cast, but it's not about chancletas and some like you know cringy like <laughs> Latinidad type of things. Um, it's amazing. You know how they like? Oh yeah, I let's. I, I love tacos. It's like come on, like yeah. that's not who we are. <laughs> it's so much. Is that the typical like? The cleaning lady, was yeah. like, oh, enough, cartel enough, guys. cleaning lady, uh, all the all things. Uh, well, I think this is a good time as any to uh, to put a bow on it, unless you have anything else. No, I think anything we should do further win. Of course, we got to do that. Definitely, the further win segment. We just ask some quick fire okay. questions, all right. just to all right. to see what people's thoughts are on different things. I just have to find it. I have it. You have it. I can do it. Go ahead. Ready? Yeah. So the first one is talking. Around. Whoa. Just the first. Just answer the first one that comes to mind. All right, awesome. Talking pets or talking babies? Oh, that's a new one. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen this pets. one. Talking pets. All right. Yeah. Winning the lottery or finding your soulmate? I don't. I don't believe in soulmates. I believe that like uh, lottery. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix or Hulu? Oh. Oh. <laughs> My friends are still there, so I'm going to say Netflix, but I love Hulu, too. <laughs> Christmas or your birthday? Birthday. TV or movies? Mm. TV shows or movies? So, uh, series or, or, or film? Yeah. Um, I'm more of a series person. Okay. Painful truth or comforting lie? Painful truth all love the it. way. All the way. Love it. Fruits or vegetables? Both, but fruit. Fruits. Way to go. That's good. Text or call? Text. <laughs> Don't call me. I do one of those where I'm like, mm. I just look at it. I'm like, and then they leave again? a voicemail, and you're like, really? I'm not Why? Call that. Really? I just like that the iPhone. You can read the voicemail. Yeah, I, I know. It. I have that's, like a thousand cool. voicemails. In. I'm like voicemails. Um, waffle or pancake? Waffle. Oh. Facebook or Instagram? Instagram. Of course. Right. Right way. Look at that. Why do you make that TikTok. Huh? TikTok. So, okay. Yeah. TikTok's the future. You like waffles? I'm a pancake guy. I technically, Man. technically, I'm a French toast guy. French toast is a good. Mm. Depending where you no, go, I'm still, Fran- I'm still waffle. It needs to be like, but like the bad thing about French toast, if it like if it's not good, it's not good. Like it's yeah. either like going to be like great, great or great. terrible. Same thing with mac and cheese, but I digress. That's true. 
Like it's Bre- either yeah. great or it's like get Trash. out of my or face. Breadcrumbs on top of mac and cheese. That's blasphemy. Well, guys, thank you for joining us on this latest episode of the Winners Podcast. I want to thank, again, our guest, Carla Santiago, coming from the wonderful West Coast of California. And as always, I have my lovely co-host, Zach. (laughs) Thank you guys for joining. Stay tuned next week for our next episode. Peace, y'all.